In this episode, I am talking to a great friend of mine, Clarissa, and this is the first official interview for our Set Free Sisterhood podcast, and I'm really excited for you to hear her share and hear a little bit about her story, so stay tuned. Hey sister, do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop? Maybe you feel like a failure because you keep telling yourself that today will be different. You wake up each morning hoping to do better, but when the afternoon rolls around, all your promises to yourself are shot. And society screams, you deserve to have that drink, eat that piece of cake, and scroll mindlessly through social media. Hi, I'm Michelle Porterfield, certified mindset and breakthrough coach, mom of three, former daily wine drinker, excuse maker, and promise breaker. Coffee's my jam, dry shampoo is my BFF, and I am so glad you're here. I have created this community to help you walk in faith towards freedom from alcohol and other strongholds like it. Together, we will work to show you your value, your strength, and your ability to overcome. So pop in your earbuds and go for a walk, or buckle up for your commute. Girl, get ready for straight talk and the truth, because it's time to elevate your mindset, develop healthy routines, and begin to thrive alcohol-free. Awesome. So this is our first official interview, and I knew that I wanted to start with a really good friend of mine. So I have just asked her to share just about three to five minutes, a little bit about part of her story. I know we all have uh, details and lots of things in and out of our story, but just share a little bit about um, how you have become set free, and we'll go from there. Um, The majority of my story is I'm an addict. Um, I've been 11 years clean, four years sober, and about 14 months nicotine free um, are the biggest ones. But I left home when I was 15, or kicked out we shall say. Um, And so I've had to struggle. I've been homeless, jobless, um, in and out of the jail system and addicted to many, many things until God saved me. Very um, spiritual now at this point. Uh, he took alcohol away from me before I knew I was pregnant. So the strongholds have been falling ever since. That's awesome. So are you nervous? I am. <laughs> <laughs> So it's cool. This is our first little setup. So I have, I'm in my house and our kids are downstairs. They're so awesome. It's summertime. So the kids are downstairs watching Beauty and the Beast. We got our little mic set up. We got our little uh, audacity pulled up. That's where we do the recording. So, um, but we're just chilling. Just totally relaxed. No big deal. So you can just be as real as possible. But it is nerve wracking. I remember the first couple of times I started recording, I was like, wow. This is really awkward to see like your little like your little voice and stuff on this little screen. So what yeah. do you say? Do I say the right thing? I know. Do you say the right things? <laughs> do you say um what all do I say? Right. It's kind of funny. So, but I know that the women who are listening are just amazing and they're real and they're just like us or they know someone like us and my goal like I say all the time, it's just to be as open and as real as possible. And even if I sound funny and I say too many ands and so's, because I've already caught myself doing that many times. All right, so what are some of the things that you wish you knew in the early days of being alcohol-free? Um, 
I wish that I knew that it wasn't a one and done. Um, when I went to give up um, alcohol, I thought that if I can just quit drinking, everything will be just fine. Everything will be great. Um, everything will, I'll be happy and um, just happily ever after. Forever and ever, amen. But um, that's not how it is. Um, and I guess this life is a journey. It's not, I, I was looking more for like the fix. If I could just get alcohol out of the equation, everything would be fine. But the alcohol was just a cover-up. It was a mask that covered up all the real problems. So once the alcohol was gone, I was able to see the issues. I had to learn how to feel every emotion all over again and had to learn how to um, confront the issues that were there that made me want to drink in the first place. So I wish I knew that. Well, I'm just curious because I'm probably, um, well, I will be talking about this because that's some of the, the biggest things that I've discovered personally was just learning to feel the feelings. So how did you go about doing that? And how do you, or, you know, even now, like, how do you currently feel your feelings? Whew. It's hard. I thought that being happy would be easy. Um, that I just wasn't happy because I was drinking. But that's not the case. Happy brung um, feelings of guilt and shame. So then I had to, after I felt happy and felt bad for it, I had to <laughs> then feel the shame and figure out where that was coming from. And then the guilt, and well, I shouldn't feel that way. And then, you know, then the depression that was there before that. So <sighs> the first little bit I don't think I actually did know how I just kind of muddled through the muck and just kind of I don't know I don't feel like I, I felt them very well but Celebrate Recovery is a huge part of my story uh, and with community and talking to other people who has gone through what I you know gone through giving up alcohol and gone through the muck of all those feelings they were able to help walk me through it well since you already touched on that i'm curious then would you say that and is there anything else that you would say that's absolutely imperative when you start this type of journey when you're removing something that has such a strong hold on on you absolutely uh community is definitely um i would i would actually put that one at number two though but it is that is imperative there is no way I was able to give up alcohol for three and a half years actually um, one time but I didn't have my top two which is God and community and I failed I've relapsed many many times and the only thing and I, I look at imperative being what what is it that will keep me from not relapsing this time versus all the others and that is God and community. Um, you have to build connections with people that when you can't, when, when you feel like you can't handle it and you feel like you don't have the answers, there's somebody you can reach out to. And that is the community part and also God. Um, because that's, that's my story. I don't feel, 
I feel like you have to have some something and somebody bigger than you. So when you can't handle it, and there's been many, many, many times where I personally feel like I can't, not that that's necessary, a lot of it is limiting beliefs, but there are some things that are just too big for me. And I have to give that to my God and he can help me through it. And if I, w if I didn't have that, I don't want to call it a scapegoat, but if I didn't have that person that I could give the things that were too big for me to handle, I don't think I would have made it. Mm. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. Because I know for me, like, even in the small things, you know, with the way I, I am with my faith is that I am called to give him everything. But I think a lot of times those of us who are a little bit tougher and, you know, we kind of like, oh, well, I can just do this and I can handle this. I know for me, I haven't had the opportunity yet to completely share my story. I'm going to break it up and it's going to be in some future episodes because I really want to kind of break it up in sections. But that's part of it too because I too had some time where I would just like, oh, I can do this. But it wasn't until I really got to a place of like, okay, the realizing that I couldn't on my own and that I had to surrender. So um, for me, it is Jesus for sure. All right. So did you find, this is, this is an interesting one because I know my answer and I'm sure that uh, our audience will agree. Did you find that when, after removing alcohol, that there was other quote unquote strongholds, addictions, whatever we want to call them, did you see some other stuff kind of show up? <laughs> oh Lord. Um, yes, yes. And I think that's one of the things that I wish I had known in the beginning is that, that it is a journey and it never stops. Um, he, he being God wants to, uh, make you like him. So that journey is never over. After I gave up alcohol, I knew cigarettes were an issue, but before he even, um, helped me with that, or I, I don't want to say I tackled anything. It was totally led by him. He helped me stop biting my nails. Wasn't even trying to do that until after, you know, it was kind of a thing. And I'm like, oh, cool. I have nails. Then it was smoking. And then it was um, stuff like my house. I was edging on the side of a hoarder. And... Um, I didn't even know that was a stronghold. <laughs> that was just recent, right? It was. That was about a month ago. Um, I woke up one day and he said, you've cleaned out your insides, but look at your environment. It's like, oh. And it was just as messy as my insides were when I started. So I uh, got on the side of simplifying my house. And then after that, he said, now what about your marriage? <laughs> well, let's talk about the uh, simplified just for a second because we could definitely have some women that maybe can't really um, connect with alcohol, could possibly connect with, you know, just being kind of pulled by something that's keeping them stuck. But I could say a lot of women might really can relate to the simplify. And I know I got to watch your journey and kind of see the process even visually on your stories and things like that where you had really shown photographs and it was just amazing. So what would you say that 
like how did that change your emotional state and just like what it feels like to be in your environment now oh wow um well I got to learn I did a uh a one week what was that group called um enjoy your life more yes challenge challenge on Facebook led by um Michelle and Angel Angel Mm -hmm. um and I that was the catalyst that uh God used in me to say to to help get me ready and then um I learned in that um that my surroundings had energy and that all of the clutter was sucking my energy and um how to prioritize my energy and before that I mean the only thing I thought energy was is how much oomph I had after I drank my cup of coffee. Like, I, I didn't understand that my surroundings were sucking my energy. When I learned that, it was definitely an eye-opener. And once the house was open and free of clutter and the light was coming in the rooms and I had a desk where I could do my quiet time, which I made so many excuses about why I couldn't do that and I actually had those things that were feeding my energy oh lord I've got so much time and and energy I hate to keep using that word but energy in the mornings throughout the day it's really it's really changed my life to to wrap my head around that concept that's awesome So what I'll do, too, is that is called Enjoy Your Life More Challenge, and that group is still live, and Angel and I will actually, um, we have been discussing kind of running through a challenge again, so I will pop the link in the description of this episode so that you can hop on over and check it out. All that stuff is still on there, and if you're just super curious, you'll be able to see Clarissa's progress because her pictures are in there, so that's even cooler. So check that out. I'll put it in the, I'll put the link below. All right. So as we're kind of winding down, I love it. And I know we have so much more, but I did um, really want to keep the episodes, you know, 20 minutes, around 20 minutes or so, just because I know that my ladies are busy women and we're commuting and we're doing things. What would you say to a woman that's just now coming to a place where she's questioning her drinking habits? What advice would you give her? The biggest advice I can give just from my own relapses is you have to do it for yourself. If you're, if you're doing it for your husband, your marriage, your kids, I was sober for three, three years for my child, it doesn't usually last, um, or it didn't for me. My, my first advice would be do it for yourself and secondly would be community get plugged in whether it's at church whether it's at celebrate recovery whether it's at you know with michelle or or anyone preacher bible study whatever where you can get connected with people who you can lean on because it's not always going to be easy and it takes more than just yourself it takes a family of of friends who who really want to help and 
that's out there for me, I chose not to seek it out and use the excuses and the limiting beliefs that nobody understands, nobody's like me, nobody wants to help, nobody is concerned with my progress, but that's just not the truth. Um, so seek that out and um, above all else, surrender to God because um, I know that not I know that not everybody um, is as spiritual as I am, but there's got to be somewhere to turn when you can't do it all on your own. For sure. And if you've got somebody that, <clears throat> excuse me, that stuck stuck by and they're like, I just am curious about this episode, but I don't drink and it's not a big deal. But my house is a mess and I can't get control of it and I'm super stressed and my you know, my kids are crazy and I'm working all the time. What advice would you give them on actually just looking at their surroundings and the simplifying part? Oh man, uh, well that's an easy one. That um, Once you get started, it is so addicting. So one of the best pieces of advice I got in the very beginning was to do a small area, um, possibly like your own personal area where you would sit down, do a quiet time or whatever, and take before and after pictures. One thing that spurred me on uh, more than anything else was taking a before and after. I could see the progress in one day um, so it was, it fed my instant gratification. Um, and then I posted it on Facebook, which is not necessarily an advice, but for me, I had people that would come on there and say, yay, great job. It looks amazing. And that fueled me to, to be able to have a result so fast. And, um, instead of trying to tackle the whole thing at one time and not seeing anything. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing. I've enjoyed our little time together, and I'm so proud of our kids. They did a great job. I hear a little rumbling downstairs now, but that's okay. So I hope you all have a great day, and until next time, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout-outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.